All right. Oh, 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 there we go. Now we're recording. Beautiful. Speaking of which, how's life in PA? Huh? How's life going for you guys? I I mean, Tom, maybe you want to take this one. I wish I could tell you. I don't leave my house because <laughs> apparently I'm, I, I don't know. I, I, I can tell you exactly what it's like in my home. I don't have a yard. I have a one square yard of grass for a yard, so not a lot that goes on in there. And um, I can tell you exactly what it's like at the uh, Giant and the Acme and the Costco in the Phoenixville area. But that's pretty much the extent of what I could tell you about what it's like in Philly. Right now. So I don't know why you deferred that question to me because I'm more at risk of COVID oh, yeah. than you are. And I have been much more isolated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tom can't go anywhere. Home for the last couple of months, like... <laughs> Okay. I have no idea how it is. I, fine, I guess. <laughs> it's beautiful out with the changing of the seasons. Yeah, well, every, every time we want to record something or like, or like we're going to do a video, like the first question is like, all right, how do we not accidentally murder Tom when we try to film this this, this week? Yeah, please don't do that. <laughs> I would like to live if possible. Oh. <laughs> all right. Well, that makes one of us. Wong. That was dark. All right. Whoops. Well, I like it. <laughs> Beautiful. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. Today on the Rock and Roll Podcast, we have Floorbird. They've got a new EP called Fall Apart Anywhere, which is released this year. Right now, I'm being joined by Eric and Tom, and they're going to share some more information about some tunes, what the band has been up to, even though I think we just ruled out that they spent a lot of time in their houses. Um, and... What they've got coming up this year. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you for having us, John. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very us. excited about this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to this day, I don't think Mike over at Earshot, shout out to Mike if he's listening in, he better be. I don't think he sent me any any bands that suck. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> well, let's hope question. we're not the first. <laughs> wait, wait till you hear our upcoming record of um, children's tunes covers and um, make the judgment then. Sweet. I hope you guys have some Raffy. Not coming. <laughs> hope you guys have some Raffy tunes on there. Oh, uh, yeah, actually, we got Freddy Spaghetti too. Sweet. All right. Well, I'm not nervous about that at all. I'm super excited for you guys to be uh, coming out with that one. Well, sweet. Speaking of, I'm not nervous. Something I want to chat about, especially with regard to this year, is that you have guys have a quarantine uh, version of this track, correct? On YouTube, yes. anyway. Yes. Sweet. Okay. Now, I was looking for one for Navy Blue. I didn't find one. I got really sad. Since I could fall apart anywhere, I fell apart right here. Um, take us through the decision to make a live quarantine video. No other choice. Um, so, like, I, I, we kind of alluded to it with... with um, Man, every time I tell the story, it feels like I'm blaming it on Tom. It's really not because Tom's high risk. But don't worry, the rest of us are paranoid anyway. But we're all. But it was it was an issue of like, hey, it's difficult, you know. During the you know, I mean, we filmed that in what uh, May? I think we filmed uh, that video, the the quarantine yeah. video. I think I started my parts around May. Yeah, we. We couldn't get in a room together. Like this, this is a band that we. This whole thing was started in quarantine and and grown and raised in quarantine as well. So when it came time to like, hey, we would love to do a live version of this and like show that we can do this, you know, live as a group and it's not just like the the recording side of it. Um, that was the only way we could do it. Um, there wasn't at the time we couldn't get in a room together. Um, even when we did finally come together for practice, like af after that video was filmed, it was very like. 
it was an isolated, very controlled kind of environment and like making sure we were distant and masks on everyone but me because I had to sing. But like, you know, a lot, a lot of that, a lot of that going on. Okay. Now, something you mentioned that I don't think was across my desk was that this whole thing was started in quarantine, raised in quarantine. It's it's a it's a petri dish baby. So take us through how you guys ended up forming a band, releasing an EP, have a marketing plan. This can't be your guys' first time on the disco ball. So as a group, I can tell you the first time all four of us were ever in the same room together was actually last fall at Tom and Drew's other band's CD release show. <laughs> and at no point was it was it like, hey, let's go hang out and and, and talk. It was just we happened to be in the same venue, the same building at the time. But um, this was this all. I mean, this all entirely came together um, in in March, April. I demoed some songs, and uh, Kevin, our guitar player, who's who's not on this call, is a is a friend of mine that I've known for a while. And I like I quote unquote knew Tom and Drew, but I didn't capital K know Tom and Drew. Like, I think I was friends with him on Facebook, but we hadn't really had a ton of conversations. I knew Drew better than Tom, um, literally because I used to work in a retail store that, you, that he used to shop at once in a while. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but besides that, I, I you know, I had put a put some feelers out on on Facebook, actually kind of like hoping to kind of bait Kevin into responding at the time. Cause I'd put him through so many iterations of, Hey bro, let's start a band. And like we'll jab it. It'll be, let's write some songs. It'll be so great. And babe, then, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, babe. Oh, this is the one man. And so like every time Kevin comes to my house or, or more often back when we would jam all the time, my parents' house, cause I didn't have a house at the time and, you know, coming to my basement and, and, uh, him, he would bring like our friend Tim or somebody else and like, Oh, we'll jam. Never talk, never talk about it again. Like I would never write anything. I'd never bring anything up. And so I got so like disappointed in myself for like having just done that exercise to other people so many times that I was like, all right, so like I want to make a band work. But at this point, I now owe it to anyone that I want to make music with to have some demos and some written songs before I start roping people into my bullshit. (laughs) And so (laughs) I put some feelers out there. Kevin responds. And him and I got to talking. We were very much aligned on not just what we wanted to do, but how we wanted to go about it. Um, we were sick of like being in bands and, and operating bands where it was like just a couple dudes who wanted to jam. We wanted to have a very kind of uh, a much more kind of serious, um, focused business like mindset to it. And the band really happened, like bringing everyone into the room together because of Kevin's cosign. He brought it up to Drew. We. It was the three of us for a little for you know a couple weeks, and uh, we had we had talked to another drummer, and at, at some point I I turned over to Drew and I was like, hey, would it be like I know you were both of you were in another band together, but would it be weird if we asked Tom if he wanted if he wanted to play drums? And it was one of those things where it was like because they're both already in another band together, the only thing that had stopped us at that point was just like, hey, is it weird if? It's just the same rhythm section in two different bands. Guess not. <laughs> so I was like, well, dude, you, you know, it's funny. I, I don't think I've ever told you this, but like when you did originally recruit Kevin and Drew, uh, the night that you had like sent them like the demos and everything, like we were all together, Kevin, Drew and myself just jamming for fun. 
And they were like talking about this new project with you. And I'm like, Eric Reavy, wasn't that that guy at the show? He was really nice, that huge gentle giant. Like, and they were just like praising how awesome these songs were. And I'm just like, do you guys need a drummer? Do you want a drummer? Yeah, just and fuck just like, me, right? They're just like, they're just like, nah, no, we, we got someone. Like, we're all good. And I'm just like, no, oh, okay, it's fine. It's all good. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did, I did, I did not know that part of the story actually. Although yeah, it was serendipitous. <laughs> Tom, Tom brings up the gentle. The he he uses the phrase gentle giant, but this is a strange thing for me because I've never. I'm the oldest in the band by a year, but I'm the largest in the band by about like. Five inches and fifty pounds, which is a very unusual. Actually, probably more, which is very. I've never been both the oldest and just the largest person in a band before. The funny thing is, I'm looking at at the group picture that was sent to me, and maybe it's just because of the way you guys are standing. I don't, I don't see that. Oh, put us in a row, and and it is very evident. I've always been the shortest one in the band, and I'm five ten, so I'm not even that short. Like everyone in the in this band is huge. They're huge. Wow. <laughs> Wow, yeah, you, you can't you can't tell, but most of my weight is in my ankles. So you know, I've got a very low center of gravity, <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh, I'm he- I'm heftier than I, I'm heftier than I look. All right, ankle weight. That could be that could be in the title for your guys' next record, ankle weights. There we go. It's you just an, that no, you know you 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 said every band Mike has brought you is good. Wait till we release our exercise album called Ankle Weights. That's right, <laughs> ankle weights, baby. Uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the same rhythm section, different bands. That that happens a lot. And um, there was one recently where they actually had the same producer mix engineer. I think I can't remember if they, they had the same mastering engineer as well. But like the same team was working with these two bands where like the only difference was, I think, like a guitar player and a singer. But it was essentially the same band. And the, the question there was like, how in the world did you guys make it sound like two distinctively different bands? This one happened to be like Kill Verona and Time, would it? <laughs> this have been the bands? No, no, the Haunted and At the Gates. Oh, okay, no, there's a there's um uh, some Philly, um, you know some some Philly mainstays that that kind of do a similar thing that um that that uh, that I'm that I'm familiar with. So yeah. I get yeah, you're right. It's not an uncommon story. Yeah, very cool, very cool. Now. I'm not nervous. How come this one gets the live video, but from my research, there aren't any other tracks that get the live video? I never expected uh, to get this this question about this one. Um, I mean, just, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the pressure's on, damn, we'll do it. Um, but we, uh, it, it was it was really just. Um, I'm not nervous. Didn't get a music video. Music video. Um, Navy Blue did. So we were kind of like, all right, well, Navy Blue got a video. Let's do the next one. Whereas um, I'm Not Nervous was really all about the lead up to the the record. And it was not just the lead up to the record, but it was also like just introducing the band. Right. We, when we did uh, all the material for I'm Not Nervous, we hadn't even announced the EP yet at the time. So we had just done like some teaser audio um, that Kevin put together off of the actual record. And some short videos that way. And then the kind of announcement or the the unveiling of the band was the lyric video for I'm Not Nervous. And so we kind of were like, all right, well, that's not quite a music video. We want to do something else to kind of keep pushing it. And, you know, something that, you know, hopefully will resonate a little more than just the recording. So we made a plan to do that. And then after that, it was just kind of like, all right, let's do some, let's do music videos. So music video for Navy Blue music video for pale blue dot off the same record now um 
it, it, it really is just, we, we hadn't, it hadn't occurred to us, but we're, we are also working on instead of just a quarantine live video where it's a, it's a couple months out, but we want to put together uh, a live stream show and actually run rip through the whole, the full record. Yeah. Cause that's gonna be what I kind of my, my lead in questions, or that was my lead in question into uh, the next question, which is, coronavirus this year or the COVID situation, it sounds like you guys have really turned it into a blessing. So that's kind of like a hidden question. You know, did, did you guys turn it into a blessing? It kind of sounds like it to me. And then the next question is how have you guys been, been compiling a marketing plan? And it looked like, you know, with the, the live quarantine video for, I'm not nervous that like, very cool. You guys are really riding this wave. It's, um, it, it's partially out of necessity, but at, the reason I think we've turned it into a blessing is, you know, l- playing live shows tends to be like the the really fun part of being in a band. And it, it's often so fun that it really easily can become a distraction because, right, there's a lot of work that goes into not just like the rehearsal side of it and like kind of putting together like the live set as a, as a not, I don't want to say the word choreographed show, but like every good rock concert you see, there's a certain level of blocking to it. Um mm-hmm. There's totally. a lot of work that it's a lot of work that goes into it. And literally to just not even just the prep, the actual doing the show, like that's a full day. And it's really easy to fall down that rabbit hole. So we've taken all the, all that energy that would normally be put into, oh, we, where was the next show we're going to play? we got to keep playing shows, bro. And we've poured that into just let's create let's actually build a base here. Let's create content. Let's do all the other let's do all the other hard stuff and keep pushing forward so we don't get stuck in any kind of a live show like loop there. Mm-hmm. You bring up such a good point. Cause actually the last band I was chatting with uh, brought this up that coronavirus allowed them to not get distracted by, by playing the circuit uh, where they, where they live. And that one actually comes up quite a bit where uh, there are bands who are trying to emulate their heroes, but they, they miss the idea of a schedule. Like you're going to work on your record for let's say three months. Then you're going to promote that record for like a year and then you're going to, you know, you go through a schedule where, you're, yeah, you're playing shows, but it's in purpose to promote what you recorded. And like that's kind of like the schedule thing that I find a lot of bands kind of miss sometimes. Yeah, I mean, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, because of because of like because of quarantine and because now we just have the option to with, without getting any flack for it. Because I've I've seen folks like kind of give a lot of grief to quote unquote internet bands where it's like these guys haven't even played a show, and so they're not real. Of, yeah, we have we have a big pass on that, which is great. Um, <laughs> but you know, it it just like it doesn't mean like hey, we're just not we're doing less. It's like hey, let's reinvest all that time and push it into. Um, push it into things that are going to kind of like ad- advance the story so that folks who haven't seen us or haven't heard of us, like have all this content, they can see really like how it moves and how it came together. Um, and yeah, that, that turns in, that turns into having a regular marketing plan just because you have to just out of necessity, because that stuff doesn't happen unless you're constantly looking for the next thing. Mm-hmm. Well, and something else like I want to commend you guys on good thing or bad thing. I don't really know yet. Uh, but there are quite a number of bands who are making music videos that just are, are distraction. We don't know that coronavirus is going on because they want to uh, make it seem like everything's kind of normal. They're just a band releasing music video. But like, I'm watching Navy Blue, and you guys are wearing masks right now. So I know exactly 
the situation that was going on at the time. And fast forward five, ten years from now, that can be a piece of history. Right. Yeah, and Tom will be alive. Well, I know. I mean, there was like a practical sense in doing that. But, you know, like any good art, it's going to be an encapsulation of that particular time period, reflective of current events within that time period. So that is what this music video is. It's art that's telling a story. Here's our situation. Here's how we adapted to it. Here's how we tried to thrive out of this moment. So I think Navy Blue is the perfect representation of that. Right. I, I don't know. I, I, I think we try our best to just adapt as much as we can. Well, I can see Eric's ankles in the video too, so I get I get what he's saying now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I listen. Those ankles, deadly weapon. Not the foot. Not the foot at the end. I can't kick, but I can I can ankle <laughs> your face off. You, oh you, man, you get in my way. <laughs> get ready to ankle your face off. Here it comes, ankle weights. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so a six song EP. Kind of one of my last questions, I think. Maybe not. Who knows? We'll see. Um, but. Uh, kind of figuring out where an EP is. You guys could have done maybe two more tracks and it could have been a full album. Yeah, actually, we could have done two more minutes of music and legally it would have been a full record, which, <laughs> fun fact, I didn't find out until we submitted it for release. So that was great. <laughs> I didn't even need another song. We could have done an interlude and it would have been <laughs> legally a record. You, yeah, exactly. It would have been like the middle of the record track, the real track number four, and it would have just been called This Track Legally Allows Us to Be Called an Album. Honestly, and that sounds like a Panic at the Disco song title. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Now, I guess taking us through this EP, was it just that you guys, I know in the beginning you mentioned like, hey, we're demoing some songs, we got these guys together, it's working, so on and so forth. Um, but is there a a rhyme to the reason? Is there a theme that runs through this record? Is there something that you're trying to say with fall apart anywhere? I mean, there's no, like there's no, there's no big story or big narrative to it. Um, most of the songs were written, um, across, across one year. Um, and you know, it's the, the whole record came together. Not, not so much because it was like, this is going to be a band. It was just like, you know, I, I had recording equipment and I was like, you know, we there's a lot in the record about like mental illness and stuff like that. And like I was I was quite sick at the time and just had to it, it was it was just a, a way to, to kind of deal with it and to give myself like something something big to look forward to. Not not the record, but just like, you know. If you could see my face every time I find out I'm going to like go and, and oh, I have a new idea and I'm going to go demo it. Recording sucks. I super hate actually making the final product. Super duper hate it. It ruined my weekend this past weekend trying to do the final recording <laughs> of some acoustic guitar stuff. Um, but just doing demos, if you could see my face when I have an idea of like, oh, I can't wait to do this. Like you would look at him and just be like, oh, he's oh, he's just having a great time. He loves that. <laughs> Like it's he likes it. It's a okay. it's a sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you were saying. Uh, I, I was just gonna say it's a it's a fun thing to do. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of um common threads um in terms of like different different issues that kind of live in my own brain. Um and my my work has been very um, you know, my my boss and a lot of my coworkers have been very, very um supportive. And I'm, there are always times when like someone suggests like, oh, let's do a listening party when the record comes out. And I was like, that's going to give me a wellness check from HR, man. <laughs> like, <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, well, th- that kind of brings me to the question I was going to ask, but I wanted you to continue is uh, something that I have in, in the write up here is that there's more about mental illness, loss, and intrusive thoughts than love. And I mean, without, I guess, getting too particularly deep, would you mind sharing what some of this record is about? Is it a call to action for other people? Is it just something you wanted to get out that's a cathartic process? Uh, cer- certainly the latter. Like there, I would say there are no lessons to be learned <laughs> on this on this record. Um, I can tell you exactly the 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 two the two love songs on on the record are called "Thawing Out," and uh, my actual favorite off the record currently is. And that, that's a weird thing to say. That's like saying you have a favorite kid. This is a recorded podcast, John. If you have one, don't say anything. Um, but <laughs> um, I but love both like of saying, my children equally. Exactly. Put it on record. Um, but, um, no, it, it, Pale Blue Doubt's probably my, my, my number one favorite right now. It's actually also my mom's favorite. Um, but that's, that's one of the love songs on the record. Um, you know, uh, I Brought You a Blanket is about like, actually like a, like a very specific day, but the other three are very much about just like kind of wrapping around, wrapping my head around my own head and kind of, kind of working, working through what I've, what I've got. Um, without trying to be without without trying to go you know into into too much I guess detail with that it was it was very much a cathartic experience for me just kind of getting it out there and and expressing things that I don't normally talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna sing you a song, y'all. Exactly. That's actually that's 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 how I start out. That's how I start out every every time I'm about to play something. <laughs> Tom's going to Tom's going to hear the next round of demos and he's going to hear every single one start with I want to sing you a song y'all. And then when I'm like repeating it to nail a part, I'm just going to be like, "All right, I get it." <laughs> I get it. Uh <laughs> beautiful. Okay. Well, I think that concludes all of my questions. I mean, I could ask lots of questions, but I mean, we don't want to take up people too much of people's time. They're probably driving to work right now or something. Yeah, they're probably veering the car off of the road into into oncoming traffic right now. Just oh, let's, no. let's, let's, <laughs> right. Um, exactly. Right now. And then they'll see a pale blue dot and then I don't know. Yep. Well, they went 700 meters down. That's what happened. Oh, God. Yeah. No. <laughs> this time of the year, they got to have them thawing out because someone's oh. going to bring them a blanket to do so. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> You get them all. You get them all. If I had any, if I had any questions of is John a dad, they have all been answered. In that, oh, for sure. That. <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, what's funny is uh, my boss at one point said, "Did you tell dad jokes before you were a dad?" I'm like, I don't know. I'd have to guess. I have to ask my wife that question. I don't really. I don't remember. Uh, and then after I found out that we were having our second child, all of a sudden it was like some strange sense of superpower took over me. And immediately I told like four dad jokes in a row. And I don't know what happens, but something something happens when you become a dad. You tell dad jokes. You just wake up in the middle of the night like, I have to build a deck. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, that Yes, that does happen. Um, sweet. Yeah, I believe that's all my questions. Um, it sounds like you guys are carrying through on the EP. I guess the other question I would have is, you know, what should we expect coming up into next year if you guys have worked that out yet? Yeah, we've got a we've got a very tentative schedule. Um, depending, I mean, you know, there's there's so much that's that that's in the air with everything right now. Um, but uh, video for Pale Blue Dots on the way. Um, that's already um, halfway done. We filmed half of it. We just have to film the other half next weekend. Um, and then Drew, our bass player, is the video guy. We do everything in house. 
um, recording, film, video, all of it is done is done just by the four of us. Um, but Drew's got to put the, Drew's got to edit that one. Um, we have a single coming out for the holidays that we'll be putting out as well. Um, and and um, some I, I got not, I got you ankle weights for Christmas, baby. Oh, thank you. So well, they're already so heavy. <laughs> but are um, you trying to say something? No, you just you wanted ankle weights, and it's Christmas, so I got you ankle weights for Christmas. No, that's like that's that's like if you said I already have so many ties, and I was like, here's a tie for Christmas. I've already got the ankle weights, John. Give oh, that's me right. Some, give me some <laughs> wrist weights to balance me out. That's right. <laughs> Otherwise, actually, no, don't because right now these ankles are so heavy, buddy. I can't fall over. You can hit mm-hmm. me with a car. You can hit me with a car right now. I will die. But I will still be upright. <laughs> yeah, um, I was, I was going to say something about falling apart anywhere and falling over anywhere, but I figured I'd, I'd leave that one alone. <laughs> um, but um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, uh, stuff coming out for the holidays. Um, early uh, early February, um, we'll be we'll be going to record uh, the next EP. But we do have um, we still do have videos planned to to come out all throughout that all throughout that period. So we are, we're on a week by week schedule. We have, um, you as know, long as Tom's alive, you just keep moving forward. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, whatever we got to do, we'll, we'll throw them in a, we'll throw them in a bubble. We'll, um, yeah, I don't know what else we could possibly do, but that's option one. If we have to, mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll do whatever <laughs> we can. To keep. We'll just lie solemn every time he walks into the room. I don't care what we got to do, but Tom's going to make it. Beautiful. Uh, I guess one of the other questions kind of popped off the cuff and then we'll, we'll log out is um, you guys mentioned you do all of your own productions. Do you find that's a, a blessing, a hindrance? Do you guys want to get an, a, like a third party perspective from a, another producer or another engineer in there at some point? Um, no. <laughs> we, uh, so, so Ke- Kevin, uh, Kevin is uh, a producer by trade. Um, I have a demo studio. I mean, this doesn't look like a studio, but like, um, a lot of the guitars, uh, especially all the rhythm guitars, including acoustic guitars, were done in this untreated room for the EP. Um, vocals, do do all DI, all it doesn't in. matter, right? Well, the, no, I mean, the, the guitars were actually with this mic, with this extremely roomy mic for all the acoustic guitars. But um, oh. but all the all the electric guitar, actually, I, I do have a Helix here, so it loaded with a bunch of with a bunch of IRs and stuff for that. So electric rhythm, all done, G- DI. Um, so you're right. No, no room sound issues there, but, um, you know, we, we do all that in house. Uh, Kevin's a pro and like John Sambrick, uh, was, was kind of our, our mixing partner for this. So John actually handled mixing the record and, and, you know, creating the final sound. But as far as the production of it, everything that goes into that final mix, I think, you know, we feel it's really important to, to do that in house, not just because we have a particular vision and candidly, not just because it saves money, but, there's a certain level of control that's really important when the clock's not running. So I can take I can take literally eight takes on three seconds of vocals if I want to. Like I can I can do I can do eight hours on one song. I can do four hours on one bar of guitar for one song, and it costs us nothing. And that that's really important. So we can we can drill what we need to do, and we can get it ultra tight and work as exactly as hard as we need to. And the only thing that we lose is time. And I think that's really important to being able to make a good record. Mm-hmm. I just found it. Warm Body Studio. Yes. 
yes, if you if you look, a lot of our photos and and some video stuff is is done in there just because like Kevin's got Ke- like Kevin's got a great room set up that he's built to get that he's put together. He's like. It, it's anytime we're like, oh, let's do a thing here. And it's like, we almost are at a point now where we have to stop ourselves. Like, all right, resist the urge to say, let's film this in warm body studio <laughs> because <laughs> the temptation is so extreme all the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully he's been able to, to keep up with everything and uh, uh, stay busy. Cause I know some studio owners at least 30 grand this year on, uh, on would be projects and whatnot. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's uh that, that that's been big, but he is he is absolutely still working. Um, he's also he's also um spent a lot of time as a front of house guy in the past, so like he knows so much stuff that that is absolutely foreign to me about putting together a light show, um, building like a live rig for you know how the band plays together, where our mics feed into, how it's mixed, all that stuff. Like he's he's a pro about that. And pro, pro. when we first <laughs> when we first. That time where we did finally get to sit down, not well, we stood up, but we got to actually play in the same room together. It was, I expect, I expected like, all right, first time playing together, this is going to sound horrible. And it was great. I had never had that experience before. I was, when we ripped through, I'm not nervous. I remember just having this like, holy shit moment. Like, like these guys are good. Like I was, I was so, I, I remember being so happy at like hearing, hearing it come to life live in a room physically together and, and. Of course, that speaks to everyone's talent, but I think a lot of that also speaks to Kevin's skill at setting us up for success. Beautiful. Well, it sounds like you guys are set up for success, and hearing this interview come to life uh, has obviously been a joy for me. Hopefully, it was a joy for you. Absolutely. Uh, that, that concludes my questions. So unless there's anything that you guys wanted to throw out there, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Thank you so much. Um, only thing I'd add, just follow us on all the stuff. Just look up Floorbird, not Floorboard, Floorbird. But like, if it's not whatever social or platform you're trying to find us on, if it's not at Floorbird, it's at Floorbird Band. Try one. If it doesn't work, try the other one. You can't miss. <laughs> Beautiful. And then also as well, I'm going to have a link, I believe, to your guys' Twitter on my uh, on the show notes. For this. So if you want to go to www.therockmetalpodcast.ca, you can check out today's show notes. If you're already listening on today's uh, website, then you're there. And it should also show up as well on YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, po- or whatever they're called themselves now. If you listen on Google, it should be there. Spotify, it should be there in the show notes. You can definitely check out the band's Twitter page. And I believe it takes you to a link tree, uh, which is super smart so that you can quickly check out quite a bit of what the boys have to offer. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.